What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 43 of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do, what it do? This is Jalen Prince. Hey, we got a bit of an interesting episode this week. We actually got some guests on the show right now. So, Jalen, let's go ahead and introduce everybody. Yes, yes. A very interesting. Our first live, our first live stream of Two Dudes of Sports News, and we're honored to have the crew, the three of four hosts, club owners of the Sports After Dark Twitter space. We have Miss Ashley Baker, Young Heavy, and the Super Bowl champion Mark Gunnels right there. We have we have the crew to join us. So to have our first live stream, we had to have one of the hottest uh, sports talk Twitter spaces in the game right now. Guys, how y'all doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having us on, man. Doing pretty good. Appreciate the invite, man. True. Yeah. Pleasure's all, pleasure's all mine. Pleasure's all mine. So we got a big it's show ours, today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Leave man, me out my of this. Bad, my bad. Even my though, bad. You, set up, even though you set up everything, you know I'm messing with you, man. But yeah, so I, I want to apologize too for anybody who's watching the live stream. I am going to be looking back and forth between the two of them. Uh, got a big monitor behind me. So if it looks like you're not paying attention, I promise you I am. Uh, but let's get right into it let's get into it so we got so in this show we got a lot of stuff to talk about of course nba news Jalen hurts getting his contract how it could possibly affect lamar jackson's contract situation as well as the nba and the nfl draft coming up in just in less than a week but first things first we got the sports after duke um, we got the sports after dark crew with us here today the reason why i wanted to bring them on they average at least close to three to four to five hundred listeners per space per activation they have a community that's over close to i believe it's getting close to like a, a over 10 over i know it's over a thousand but y'all over ten thousand now we cl- we closing in on like two thousand yeah we're getting close two thousand getting close to two thousand in the uh, on that community it's not hard to follow so just go to, uh, like go to sports at the dark type it in it's going to be the first thing that's going to pop up in that search tab but before we get it and before we get into all the other sports talk i want you guys to tell me how did y'all how were y'all able to get started? I'll take that, I guess. Yeah, she she got to take that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I'm like the beginner of everything. Um, so yeah, I decided, listen, I've always wanted to have like a barbershop style, like platform or like just vibe, talking sports, doing it with multiple people, um, you know, and Clubhouse had been around prior to Twitter spaces, but I didn't really gravitate to it much. Um, and uh, shout out to our graphics guy, Roscoe, because Roscoe actually put me on into my first Twitter space. And um, I think it was a 49ers space right before, you know, the very first time we saw them in the playoffs um, and went in there, talked my talk, saw that you were able to give like 10 people mics. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is like this is a vibe right here. This is what I've been waiting on. Something just like this. Right. Um, insert Mark Gunnels. I hit up my bro and I'm like, we should start doing like spaces, like top five list spaces, stuff like that. And it just kind of clicked. And Heavy was like one of the top individual that would always come in there talk to us or whatever um about the sport about what was going on um and you know we was just like let's co-host him let's give him a co-host he know what he talk about this guy is on the money and so insert heavy and it kind of just 
happened like a big boom, honestly. Um, you know, it started with the top five list. Um, that kind of snowballed at that point. It kind of snowballed into like NBA playoffs because it started around that time of the year. We were going virtually every night. Um, and then it just it just kept going. It just it just didn't stop. Uh, folks were asking for it. You know, we it just became a big thing. I mean, neither one, none of us can walk into another Twitter space without like, oh, hey, sports out the dark is here. I mean, folks was hitting us up on the timeline, tagging us about it. Um, I can't go into a show without folks mentioning sports out the dark at this point. Um, some of the, you know, top people in the, the media industry mention it um, when they talk about me or, or Heavy or Mark, you know, so yeah, that's kind of how it started. Just I know I noticed that it was like barbershop style talk, and I wanted in, so th that's pretty much it. Mark, Mark, have you want to add something? Yeah, I guess I'll go next. Um, yeah, Ashley pretty much hit on a lot of the talking points there. Uh, me and Ashley we know each other for a long time, like through NABJ. We met the first time, and it's ironic because we got to a, a barbershop type of argument in person at the in, at the convention because she's a big <laughs> Tom Brady fan. And, you know, obviously I'm Kansas City, so Patrick Mahomes at that time, it was only his second season, entering his second year. So he won MVP already, but he lost to Tom Brady, obviously, in the AFC Championship game. So, you know, we had a little argument there, you know, me talking about how he could be the next potential GOAT and stuff like that. And she wasn't hearing it. That's probably why she just left now, because she's not hearing it right now. But, uh, she, she, <laughs> but uh, nah. Uh, her, see, I, I heard that. I heard that. Just so <laughs> you know. that? I heard that. Uh, okay. So I was talking about how we met the first time at the NABJ, and we had like a barbershop type of argument about Brady and Mahomes. It's actually a video on it. I'm, I'm about to send it to you guys. It was pretty <laughs> And like I said, this is before he won his first championship. So now he's got two. So I'm really on Ashley's head now. We coming for Brady. But uh no. Nah, hey, we so, almost had so, you in the, so check you almost this had out. You for the hold second on, one. hold on, because Mark's trying to re revise the, the conversation on the <laughs> Don't let him fool y'all. Okay. I, my daughter came in here. I got some stuff going on in the house. That's why I was distracted. He, I no smoke. I gotcha. But no, it is a video. And like he said, that was the first time us like meeting. So it was like off the bat. And after that chemistry was already there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And then after that, it was you know, he would kind of like hit me up more than I would hit him up. You know what I mean? I mean, we're we're in media, of course, you know what I'm saying? But Mark, you know, immediately became like my brother. Like immediately it was, hey, what you think about this? And next thing you know, we're back and forth. Like every day, whenever I knew it was something going on, whenever Mark texted me, it was something popping. It, something had dropped. There was some type of news. I'm like, ooh, what Mark got to say now? So that chemistry was definitely there. And it doesn't stop with just me and him because me, him and Heavy, and see Lou, oh, we go at it. Y'all don't understand. Like on our side, no, I'm you know saying. what I'm saying? Like it's we really, it. it's that, which is really that. So um, bringing all of those ideas and, you know, everything, all of our personalities together, it just works, man. It just works. And then, Heavy, which, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Before a uh, Heavy go, um, and we all obviously, we all met for the first time in person all together at this past NABJ in Las Vegas. So that was definitely a good vibe. I know that was Heavy's first convention, so he can speak on that a little bit if he wants to. But I know that was a great experience for all of us to be there together in Las Vegas uh, with all these creators around, people talking to us about sports at the dark. Like, that's when we knew it was kind of like, this is really like a big True. thing. People just walk up to us randomly talking about, hey, I like what y'all doing at sports at the dark. I'm like, dang, like, that really be tapped in. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely booming for sure. I agree, Mark. That's for sure. Go ahead, Heavy. 
And no, Ashley, kind of like Mark said, Ashley kind of hit on it. Like, um, I didn't know anything about Twitter Spaces when I first came on there. So, uh, first space I came into was her space. She had a, she was doing a top five shooting guards of all time. And her and Mark was up there. And, you know, I went up there and got a mic. But, you know, I had to earn my stripes because they didn't know who I was. So, you know, it went from, I liked how, you know, you were able to give your sports knowledge, but if you don't know what you're talking about, they pack you up. So, you know what I mean? It, it gave me like barbershop talk when I do what I used to do all the time. So I'm like, oh, this is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I like this. So like it went from that to the football top five. They was doing quarterbacks, running backs. And I was like, oh, I really like this. Then, you know, one day, you know, Ashley Baker came to me. And at first, one of the co-hosts couldn't co-host for the night. So she was like, you want to call? You want to call to help us out tonight? And I was like, oh, man, I'm starting to earn my strength. She asked me to call. <laughs> I done found I made it. And it went from it went from there, you know, and it took off from there. And then, like Mark said, the first time I met them at NABJ, being around all these other people that was in sports media, I'm like a kid in the candy store. Like, this is a whole new world to me amongst two people that's already seasoned in the game. So I'm just like, wow. I finally get to meet Mark for the first time. And, like, like she said, like, that's like a brother to me. Like, it ain't you, – you couldn't say family wouldn't make me closer to him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I look forward to – keep building the friendship and the sport relationships that I have with them. So I'm definitely looking forward to meeting Mark again in Kansas city. Cause I ain't seen my dog since Vegas. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing my dog in Kansas city for the NFL draft next week. Maybe we are there, there next week. Sports yeah, we outside. There next week. How many years have y'all had sports after dark? How many years has it been? What, so, an, what, what anniversary after, are you coming up? Sports after dark is about to turn one. I'm gonna tell you right now what Sports After Dark is turning one. Give me oh, like yes. 30, oh, we are 30 seconds. I think I think it's coming we out. Have passed one we gotta already. have a birthday. No, we gotta have a birthday party. Mm. I think we're late. <laughs> we might be yeah, late. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I think it was um, it may have been in uh in in April. I'm gonna tell you right now. Wait, wait, wait. Just let me let me let me do it. I got y'all. I'm gonna tell you, oh brother. Am I gonna be able to find it? <laughs> it might be April. Yeah, it might be, it might be April. Um, ooh, here it is. May April 12th. 9th was our birthday. Oh, I named it. I named it Sports After Dark officially May 12th. Oh, because uh, we were doing okay. spaces. We were doing spaces before that, but we Correct. didn't officially name it. Correct. I got gotcha. you. So, America, no, so like the official, we definitely passed the official anniversary date. That probably was in like February. Yeah. Um, but the actual like sports after dark, tagging a name to it, creating a beginning of creating the brand for it. And creating the poster. May 12th. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Y'all talked about your history. I got to know, when did Sports at the Dark boom? When did it actually hit where y'all are consistently getting around three to 400 listeners per per show? Hmm. What I was the moment? That's a good question. Football season, right? Yeah, I I'll think say the football season. Peak was football season. I think football season, we, we took off football season. Yeah. There you go. Our state, when we did the state of our divisions, Garrett, you got to make sure you come around. We do the state of AFC. Hey, let me know. I will be there. I will be there. I will defend my Jags until the day I die. (laughs) I don't know if you can see the shirt. It's the ugliest shirt I own, but I love it. Garrett, I'm going to give you his up. up. There's another Jags fan that comes on Sports at the Dark that's much more louder and much more like Oh, you talking about Spody. Yeah. I'm Not a little more laid back. I'm, yeah. You're a laid back version. Jalen and I have talked about this a you little bit. You're going to have backup for sure, Garrett. I'll for take sure. it. You'll have backup. J- yeah. Now we get the bandwagon fans, too, but we'll get there. Jalen and I have well, talked I about this, say, too. Like, when, because after every game, like primetime games, yeah. we will have the space. Like every Thursday okay. night, 
Monday night, Monday night. And then obviously on Sunday, we'll recap the games from the entire day plus that Sunday night game. So I feel like when we started doing that, that's when we started really getting that consistent numbers. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ashley and Young. I'm not, no, I'm you're right. One hundred percent. That's correct. Um, that's when we started going crazy. Yeah, and, and and it was good because it was consistent. Folks love consistency. So knowing that we were going to be on every Sunday night, every Monday night, and even on the born Thursday night after the mid. Oh my goodness, how mid was the Thursday night football games this past season? Right. What so was a good day for What was a good day for Amazon? So the weekly so pillow mid. fights. Yeah, <laughs> the weekly uh, pillow fights is yeah. a good one. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, folks just love consistency. And that's that's the biggest thing. If, if that's the biggest thing I'm proud of with this entire thing is that we grinded our behinds off for an entire year. You've been in there, Jalen. It's not a situation where we're just talking for an hour. And we're talking about after primetime football games, which end at what, 1130 at night? There are times when we were on these spaces until two and three o'clock in the morning during football season. Um, But I I had always preached to the West Coast. Well, now that we're Mark, Mark was yeah, always, Mark, he, oh, yeah, you're fine. Well, he on that West Coast time, man. You know like, they, they don't sleep. The I'm, I'm out here miserable. They don't like, sleep. Me, me and Ashley Baker, we're looking at it. It's one o'clock, Mark. Like, you know, it's only it's just 10, 10 over, over here. here. Man, I'm just they don't sleep. I'm just getting I'm ready. Just, I'm you know. Just y'all could be me. Y'all could be East Coast. <laughs> yeah, Mark always so, East Coast. Like, it's 9 p.m. over here. <laughs> so that was that was the big thing, like creating i want people to know when it's big things happening and it's a big big sport something when all else fails sports after dark is running it's gonna be after dark expect it sometime in the nighttime sports after dark is running and people could count on that and so that that was like the biggest thing and i think that that's what you know uh brought those numbers in and kept those numbers going through the entire season and even even now that's one thing we got to get better at honestly is consistency Yeah, this is going to be big. Going, going along with how y'all were able to stay consistent on each and every show, y'all generate close to, again, I mentioned 300, 400, 500 listeners per, per show. But if the Cowboys lose, it's going to be around 700, 800, 900, close to 1,000. That's so fast. Nasty so, let me, so let me ask y'all this. Given y'all have so many listeners and y'all give opportunities for other people, whether they know the game or not, to have a, to have an opportunity to come in and voice their opinions on that. How are y'all able to manage so many different um, type of personalities, vulgar people that, you know, could be like it could get out of hand? How are y'all able to manage those type of um, those personalities that come on the show? Go ahead. Uh <laughs> It's that's that's a, that's a thin line that you walk in because you know like we we do like the back and forth in there we like people to show their intelligence of the game so we we let the back and forth go but we just want to keep it sports we don't like it where it goes beyond that because what we we started to learn doing this thing that people don't know how to leave their personal life and sports they don't know how to separate the two so <laughs> once we start to get a feel that it's starting to get a little personal you know Mark will hit the mute button quick and be like all right y'all. Let's bring it back to what it was. Or Ashley would be like, all right, y'all, let's let's get it back to where the topic. This is a great conversation, but, you know, we don't need to be taking it personal. So, like, we we kind of – we'll kind of sense it going. But we want, we love the back and forth and the, the jokes you may tell because that's what make it is because that's like she said. That's how it is when you're debating sports and when you're in a barbershop. This is how it is. So we, we like to have that feel to it. Okay, two more que- two more questions. Then we're gonna get into and then we're gonna get into some NBA playoffs talk. So going along with that, dealing with the personalities, to y'all's memory on each one, 
what was the on um, like what can y'all remember the most heated altercation that's ever came on sports after dark if you can't and like each, each sure, of y'all i can show, talk well one of the <laughs> i mean it's so much we, we have a list honestly we probably have a list and again nine times out of ten it is nfl related um, NFL brings out a different emotion in people. I, Mark has said it plenty of times. Have you know? Even in us, even in us, to get like throughout each other, you don't know how many times Mark gets on my nerves when it comes to the Chiefs. You, you really like we be going back and forth, right? So, uh, probably, I would say probably the most volatile ones are the state ofs when you're getting all of the division rivals in one situation AFC North the AFC <laughs> oh, no, we, we got a friend of the but show to be fair to be fair the NFC South is bad too oh yeah, oh, yeah. Too, for yeah. sure the NFC South they, they, crazy too we got a friend of the show Damn, uh, you, thought you, had, hey, you had to get on the vest and put your helmet on coming because it was bullets <laughs> flying all day when it was <laughs> in the NFC South man we got a friend of the, yeah, we got a friend of the show. Uh, want to shout out Jim from Fan of the Van. Dude's hilarious. We I love listening to his show, but he actually just got way in. And him and I take the same approach when it comes to like Jalen. You and I were talking about this before we started recording. We take the same approach when it comes to like dealing with some certain or certain people. Like if I have time, I'll get into Twitter beef. Like last week, I was going. If y'all saw the Sun Belt destroy the University of Nebraska, it was just mwah. It was just beautiful. The team that has been—I'll I'll take all the smoke—a team that had been relevant in thirty years, um, but <laughs> since the mid '90s, don't yeah, y'all, oh my god, I, we're gonna go on a tangent here. What do you mean? Uh, Georgia Southern beat Nebraska. Uh, Crapalacan State beating. Um, I think it was, it was giving Northern Dallas Bay. vibes. It was giving Dallas vibe. A team that hasn't won since the nineties. It was giving Dallas. <laughs> Nebraska, vibes. Nebraska, Not Nebraska. Too much on teams that haven't he, won since. Here's the, 90s. the thing: Dallas yeah, at least like, makes it to Dallas at least makes it to the playoffs. Nebraska hasn't has been in the basement of the Big Ten for the last. They haven't been to a conference championship. No, uh, they're in the basement of the Big Ten. I'd rather be top four in the Sun Belt than basement of the Big Ten. And don't get me started with Notre Dame. Hey, hey Gary, I ain't gonna lie. The last time I. Th- feel like Nebraska was good, especially college football-wise, when Ron Dane was there. Yep, it was night. I think I feel like that probably was the last time I felt like they were good, and that was years ago. Nineteen ninety-seven was their last yeah, natty, and that, the two thousand one yeah, was, was the last year he won the Heisman. I, I want to say. Also, yep. the last time I remember they were relevant, and Dominican Sue was there. Yep, that's true. Oh too. yeah, Sue. I forgot. They, they have been relevant Wait, in a minute. They haven't been. No, no, Sue was Nebraska. Oh, Sue was Nebraska. Nebraska. Okay. He Nebraska. was a Heisman finalist that year. Yep. Oh, right. We're going to way off track. So, the last time they were yeah. relevant. Okay. All right. Last, last, no, you're last, Jim, last Jim got into it with some AFC North fans, too. He's a Steelers fan. So, he was going at it with it, some it Browns fans. That, that's when they seem to get the craziest to me. Is It's it's going to be football related. And mm-hmm. it, it brings a different emotion in people. So, for sure. Uh, my, last, my last question um, with y'all involving y'all's, uh, y'all's space How far can y'all really take this thing? I'll let Mark answer that one. Yeah, um, I don't think there's no limit. That's the beauty in this thing, right? Uh, obviously, you're looking at potential sponsorships. Uh, you, like you, like we always say, you never know who's going to come into your Twitter space. You know, people are always watching. You know, people are in there on their burner accounts. You know, important people. Like, I totally believe that 100%. So you just never know. Like, uh, like I said, sponsorships, uh, getting big guests in there, which could lead to financial opportunities for us as a collective. Um you know, obviously, we're thinking about doing even like a podcast video thing, right? Uh, we're on YouTube right now. We're on Spotify. So we, we've already expanded beyond just 
being on Twitter space. So I think I made Ashley proud with that answer. I'm sure she would have probably said those things. <laughs> no, you, you can't teach that. You know, you got to have it in you. And and got Gunnels and Heavy and Silu, they have it in them. You know, I am proud. I do have a question for Ashley real quick. Sure. You actually have a, a professional relationship with F, um, what uh, Fox Sports is on Joy Taylor. How yeah. how were you able to uh, how were you how were you able to connect with her? And also, I also like did you connect with um uh, Marcus Spears from ESPN? Mm -hmm. How did that happen? That's a that's a real subtle flex right there. Real. Quick. <laughs> that's the I like swag. I like swag. So to be honest, um, so about so let me think. Probably about three years ago, um, I was kind of having a, a little bit of bit of an internal battle here, like when to be myself, when not to be, right? And I had a conversation. Shout out to Vash Ty Hurt. She's the founder of the Carolina Blitz. She's bomb. Um, had a conversation with her on the phone and she was just like, look, sis, if you're too busy being like everybody else, then you won't stand out. You got to be yourself. And I decided to just authentically be myself in this sports thing. And a lot of that started to show itself on social media and on Twitter and everything like that. Um, and I think I was just looking at how like Joy would clap back at like the trolls and I loved her hairstyles and one day she followed me and then she would start interacting with my stuff and the things that I was talking about um, once she saw that I was like a sports uh, personality. And um, I asked her to be on my show and she accepted. And I, what was this, Mark? Because I, I pulled Mark, Renee Washington and Brian Waters in on that show with me. We were talking playoffs. I think it what's was. Your, the, what's your show? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. it. uh, my show is about nothing but sports. Um, and so. We pulled her in on that. I, that was the first I put her in. It was like a panel. We were talking like wildcard weekend. I think it was the year before last. Had to be 2020. 2020. Had to be. We were. Were we quarantined? No, it was 2021. It was 2021. Um, and ever since then, we've just been cool. We exchanged information. I've always been able to reach out to her for media advice. And that stuff kind of snowballed into just like a genuine friendship. So I'll hit her up. She can hit me up. We'll just see how the other is doing. If we know we're going to be in the same city, you know, we intend to link, you know, stuff like that. So she's super cool. That same thing kind of happened with Marcus Spears. Um, I just commented on something that he tweeted and he followed me and then started engaging with my content after that. Um, and I ended up having him on my show as well. So um, that's kind of how it went with, with those two. But uh, it was at the end of the day, when it boils down to it, it was just me authentically being myself. They're they there. I don't want to say like they're different species, but honestly, like they're TV or not, man, they're humans. They don't yeah. they don't like. They want you to treat them like they're human. You know what I mean? And they mm -hmm. are. They are. It's Joy and Marcus, like, to me. That At this point, that's what it is. So, um, yeah, it was. they're really cool people. Well, All right. In that regard, too, before we get too far away from that, I mean, you're right. Like, a lot of these people are people. And if they yeah. want you to treat them like they're a step above everyone else, you will know. For sure. <laughs> you will for know. Sure. And if they don't act like that, they just treat them like normal people. They're going to get Kanye vibes, for sure. Exactly. You'll know when they walk in. Because Kanye going to let you know he Kanye. He don't want nobody exactly. to him. Just and that's going to get us into our next topic of conversation. Guys, it's NBA playoff time. Y'all been y'all been going back and forth with, um, with NBA with a bunch of different fans. We got two Lakers fans in here. Well, one's a Lakers fan, the other one's a LeBron. So I'm told on um, credit to Ashley Baker. Um, Ashley I gave also, him that little piece for you, Mark. Ashley, right? Ashley, uh, Ashley being uh, a huge part. <laughs> Uh, huge Paul George fan, so I know she's going to be supporting the Clippers if they're able to advance. Uh, speaking of the Clippers, and speaking of like having attitudes with people that don't see them as humans, 
Russell on Russell Westbrook got into it with a Phoenix Suns oh, 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 um, oh. Phoenix Sun fan. Um, so knowing that's going out the way, but just given how he played in the first game, albeit like a lot of the issues are going to be squashed. They, uh, game two is going to be later tonight. My Atlanta Hawks are going against Garrett's uh, Celtics currently right now. But given how the NBA playoffs off the game ones, off the current game ones, what's been y'all's biggest surprise with every single game one that we've seen this far? I have my least biggest surprise, and I've been saying it for weeks. What's is that, that uh, the Phoenix Suns are going to just implode in a spectacular fashion, that they won't make it to the conference finals like everybody has been saying they have. I uh, want to shout out John over at Love of the Playing Field, uh, who's him and I were going back and forth when the trade happened. I'm like, they're going to find a way to screw this up. They always do. The Browns are going to brown. The I mean, the Clippers are going to do Clippers things. And the Chris Mets are going to miss. The Mets are going to met. The Knicks are going to Knicks. And then Chris Paul will always find a way to not get his ring. And he deserves a ring. I love Chris Paul, but he's he, no, he's not getting it. I just, I don't see it. I think the man's cursed. Uh, but I mean, honestly, biggest surprise for me, though, has been the Kings. Who's next? Um, I would probably have to agree. Um, the Kings. We had a conversation in sports after dark a couple weeks ago, and I'm not sure if we all agree, but I know certainly Heavy and I agreed um, that the Kings were going to kind of fall from grace. What's this? Right after like the trade deadline, and the mm-hmm. Lakers made their yeah, Demon- yeah, Demon- 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 and Ty- yeah, the Lakers made their moves. You know, pieces got moved around. Kyrie went to the Mavs. Like we were like, okay, this is that was just for play play with the Kings. They're not gonna. And they never like faltered. Like they started looking better. They got better. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it, it just didn't happen. So I would I would probably say the Kings, um, simply because we folks just didn't have faith. Kings for me. Yeah, I saw a stat the other day. I didn't mean to cut you off, Mark. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you good. You good. Uh, now, so first game ones, I would probably have to say the Miami Heat. Now it goes with a stipulation because I didn't think Giannis would get hurt in the first quarter. Nobody so, saw that. That definitely or Tyler Hero for that a huge part in that. So if I were to foresee that before the game, then probably it wouldn't have been a surprise that the Heat won that game. But you know, still, I didn't think the Heat would win that game regardless heading into it. As far as the Kings go, I'm not surprised they won Game One. I'm surprised they won both games at home. True. I thought I thought Golden State would definitely at least win one of those games and go back to Chase Center one-one. So the fact that they didn't even get one, and I know the whole road record thing with the Warriors, but maybe I was just naive into thinking, well, it's the playoffs now. No back-to-backs, everything slows down type stuff. Yeah. But you got to protect home court. They've been here before. They'll win a game on the road, and their road rolls uh, still continue. They can't win on the road. Heavy, let me go before you real quick. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I wasn't surprised that they won both their home games. I think with the Kings – um, who remembers when Steph Curry and the Golden States really took off? It was back in 20, it was back in, um, I believe it was 2012 that Steph, this was back when Mark Jackson was the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. So Steph was just taking off, really cemented himself. He beat the, at that time, Golden State Warriors, the number, were the number six seed that was going against the number three seed, Denver Nuggets, back when they had Ty Lawson, Kenneth Faree, and JaVale McGee. Um, Steph and them, Steph Clay, I remember young Draymond, they had Carl Landry and Jared Jack at, at, like on that team. They were the young thoroughbreds that were on the rise and they end up and they end up beating a number three seed. Steph really submitted himself as being the best shooter in the league at that time. And you know, later on they lost to the, they lost to the Dynasty Spurs in the second round. But 
I'm sensing another moment right now with the with the Sacramento Kings, given their GM that was trained under Daryl Morey, uh, given their coach who was trained under Steve Kerr with Mike Brown, who I believe is going to be coach of the year, but also the emergence of Demonis Sabonis following his game, and De'Aaron Fox is a flat out stud, along with along with Malik Monk. By the way, uh, heavy. I know y'all wish I didn't let go of Malik Monk. Man. Um. Don't even but, get me started. But I, I, mean, I but, said it too about uh, I didn't mean to, sorry. I, I said it too about Darren Fox during that draft. I mean, he was the best point guard in the draft. I, I, was, getting his, I, I was about to get into that. So Lonzo, giving giving what the Kings have have already built and how young they are with the nice amount of veterans because Harrison Barnes he's a veteran and he is a champion. He's done seen it. He's got the experience. He can be able to bring that to these young thoroughbreds. They're playing confident. Not to mention. Kevin Hurd has been to the Eastern Conference Finals. He's been in the playoffs. He's done got the experience. And if the, and the people don't know who Kevin Herter is, ask the Sixers fans in game seven if they know who he is. So given what the Kings have got, they got a lot of young guys, but they all the young guys also got some experience. So I'm not surprised that we're able to get the game two. Here's what would surprise me. If they win either game three or game four, that would they be one of those games the series over. Real, really quick before you go heavy, um, Jalen, it's funny that you said it about the Kings because that was my sentiments for the Grizzlies. And I talk about that all the time, how I have this sense of those Warrior teams, 2013, 20, 2012, 2013, 2014, that couldn't get over the hump. We kept hearing about them, but they just couldn't get over the hump. And then boom, in 2015, they finally got over the hump. Now, I'm not talking about in the sense with Memphis as far as like winning a whole like championship. But I kind of was feeling that when Ja came in, I'm like, okay, they're a gritty team. They're hungry. They're they're grinding. They're fast. They're exciting. They're this is this is the Warriors. But they're missing one thing that you said, and that's veteran presence. Stephen Adams ain't enough, and no. so you know the the Kings have everything that Memphis has, but they have that veteran presence, something that Memphis does not. Really. I think they're so, also. Um, I'm gonna let Heavy go. I'll respond to that later. Go ahead. Uh, Biggest game surprise. Ones, game ones, honestly, I'll I'll have to lean towards Sacramento. Oh no, game one. I'll say the New York Knicks, man. Okay. I think that, yeah, because like right. a lot of people, you know, I I personally got the Knicks in seven, but I felt like them getting Jalen Brunson. You see how much he means to that team. He means. I did so not see that coming. <laughs> he means a whole lot to that team. Like you got a little glimpse of it last year when Luca got hurt. Against Utah last year, the first two games, Jalen Brunson was the huge reason why they that why they was he was holding it down until Luca came back. So I just was like, you know what, Jalen Brunson makes a huge difference on that team, and you saw in the first game, game one, he was in foul trouble in the first half, but in the fourth quarter, he was huge. Like he had his imprint in the game when it came to scoring, when it came to making plays for everybody else, he showed how great he was and why he earned the money that he earned. Uh, and I'm with you know my other two hosts, Mark and, and Ashley. Sacramento Kings. I was with Mark. I, I, it was cool that they won game one, but how close it was game one, I said, you know what? The Warriors going to win game two because, you know, forget the road record. They're defending champions. They got the championship pedigree. They'll go up in Sacramento and win game two. And Sacramento didn't shoot. They were nine for 40 from three, and they still won the game. De'Aaron Fox closed them out in the fourth quarter, and I said, you know what? Like what you just said, whatever who said, if they win one of those, if they win game three or game four, this series is over. I don't think they win game three, but they win game four. 
They'll win game four. They won't win game three because Golden State can come back with a vengeance, but they'll win game four. Yeah, if they, either one. If they get one of those games, the series is over. Hey, Garrett, you want to talk to Draymond? <laughs> you want to talk to Draymond? Okay, I'll, let's do it, man. Let's get into it. I want to I hear y'all's thoughts on this too because like, I, I see both sides. Like, allegedly he grabs your leg. You can he look did. at whatever angle you want. You can either fall over or try to, you know, balance, but there seemed to be a little more in it. Like it, it's You're beating around the bush. You're beating around the bush. <sighs> I think he, he stepped on him, man. Out like I, I, what song. That's what you I, really want to ask. I think he, I think he stepped really on him. Yeah. I think he, he stepped on him. Out out like Kurt Franklin's song. He was eight town stomping out. I was gonna go. I was gonna. I was gonna go. He stomped on him. He stopped on him. He did a little wrestler move on him. He stopped on him. There's, there's no see, way around it. Did y'all see on Twitter the video game they got Draymond in the ring? I retweeted <laughs> that. Yes. Did yes, y'all see I that? I retweeted that. That was amazing. Yes. That That's was exactly great. how it was, the though. That's what it was. always wins, it's man. That always wins. I'll say But it's like when you when you look at the side angle, it looks okay, like a bang-bang play. But when you look at the back camera angle, it was very bad. I'll say it looked good. Here's the deal. Um, Draymond's history does not help. No, there's always something in the playoffs with Draymond. It's you landing in somebody's space and they turning their ankle. It's you kicking somebody in the nuts. Now it's stomping on somebody's sternum. Like there's always something. I can't, unfortunately, for the most part. And then there's always an excuse. There's never any real accountability. Like. Why does it happen in the most important games, Draymond? You know, the playoffs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for the last couple of seasons, um, I can't ignore the history. I don't I don't want to believe it because I like Draymond. Draymond, I caped for Draymond for years. I, I like Draymond. I love his grit. Um, and I think he's good enough where he does not have to be dirty. He doesn't have to be dirty. He's good enough. He means he means everything to the Warriors. I have stood by that for years. So I would hope it ain't dirty, but that extra, like, that extra yeah. like horse kick ah that, that was that's tough i don't like that with that being said should he, should he be suspended for game three i think so but he won't yeah yeah i i want to give a shout out to jim who's actually in our chat right now from fan of the van he said drama looked like he was going to give dude the stone cold steve austin stomps in the corner yeah it, oh, was, yeah. it was that's my I, I, go! And I, I, I'll, I'll say I agree with Mark. I think he should be suspended, but he won't. But I, I feel like what you were saying, Gary, like, granted, even if Sabonis did grab your ankle, put it in a position where the refs can give him a tech. Follow exactly. Him. Thank you. Exactly. Like, no, he you know did get a technical. Oh, yeah, he got a tech. He got yeah, a tech. But it was like, but Draymond ended up getting the flavor, too. Yeah, it's like you didn't have to do all of that cool. Like you said, granted, he shouldn't have grabbed your ankle, but you could have walked away from the situation by just falling over him and letting it be what it was. You know you what it reminds me of? Yeah. Indomitian Sue. Let's bring oh, it back yeah. to your basket too. That's Indomitian a great example. Sue. You look at Albert Haynesworth too when he stepped on but dude's it, face when he was in Tennessee. Time, like it, I know, I know you remember that, Ashley. I, but at that time, Sue had anger problems. He yeah, had he bad anger problems. He did. Draymond doesn't. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. Uh, Allegedly, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't want beef with Draymond. Like you what you about to say, Mark? Just like that, no, you, gotta, you gotta suspend them. I agree, Mark. Mm-hmm. No, I just a game uh, or first half, even something. I think what makes it worse is the fact after after he did that, he's like doing all these antics in the crowd and egging uh, him on, and mm-hmm. he's showing no remorse at all for what he did. Like 
the dude could have literally broke his ribs. He's taunting, laughing, uh, calling the crowd the p word. Like, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. well, I'll, I'll take it. Word. I'll take it a step further. Um, and that's because of the trauma that I saw. But seeing Sabonis down kind of brought back Demar Hamlin stuff to me. Oh. That quick force mm. blunt to your chest. Like, he is clear to play next okay. season. But I it immediately took me back there. Okay, you you we just went through this in football, and everybody knew what that was. So any that that chest area is a trigger for me now. When anything happens to any player, mm -hmm. and it's some type of blunt force, it's just a trigger to me. And Draymond showed no remorse. Yeah, he that's, a problem. Yeah, he showed he act like he didn't care. He ain't help him up. My bad. None of that. And like oh. Mark said, it wasn't no accountability. He ain't even say like, "Listen, I was wrong for doing that." Like he just said, he, he just grabbed tried my to leg. justify he did it, it because of what Sabonis did to him. Yeah, like he's trying to justify it. Big shout out to Demar right. Hamlin. He was uh, he was also cleared uh, by all Absolutely. medical personnel. He's going to be able to play next season. So thank God for thank God for that. I know he's happy as well to be mm -hmm. able to have another chance to play the sport that he got. So I want to I want to transition. Uh, Mark, really quick, uh, Mark, I see that Kansas shirt you got on there, brother. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see it. I want to touch on one thing too, Jalen, before we go. go ahead. Uh, like you said at the beginning of the show when the Hawks started strong. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Man! Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at this. I wasn't going to say that. 61-49. Yeah, it, yeah. Let's go. Hawks some love because they was up like eight in the first quarter. Now Let's I, go. I did a little That's quick why I at the TV. Hey, I'm gonna repeat what Ashley wanted me to repeat. When you are a fan or you from the state of Georgia and you are a fan of a Georgia sports team, understand this. No lead is ever safe. Nope. You ain't got no lead. <laughs> nope. You could be up by, if you ain't up by 30 in a few sports, heck, if you ain't up by seven or eight on a baseball field or even hockey, but we ain't got no hockey team no more. Well, we we'll might soon. That's another story. We now, might soon. We'll talk, about another, back. we'll talk about it another time. But here's the thing. When you are a fan <laughs> of a Georgia sports team, whether it's high school, middle school, Pee-wee, college, pro. No lead is ever safe. None. Nope. It's the curse. It's the curse of the state. And I'd love to see it. It, it especially when I when my teams are playing Georgia teams, I love it. It make it it makes me so happy going into it because that score could be, you know, again, like you said, they could be up by 20 at halftime, and I can go in halftime and be like, oh, we'll be all right. Let me uh, let me <laughs> let me try let me transaction uh, tra uh, like transition back to this. So we got two like we got two Lakers in here. Right now, y'all are up game one. John Morant possibly could be out not only for game and not only just for game two, but he could possibly be out um, much longer. Given that, do y'all already see the series being over? I'll let my man. I'll let my man Mark Gunnels go go with that one. You know what I'm saying? The series over already. Make make sure y'all check my man out because he be on Laker Nation too, talking this thing. Which I see him. You know what I'm saying? Check my man out. Him and old man Mike. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, no, it's not over. I mean, we saw the Memphis Grizzlies do very well without Ja uh, this year and last year. You know, they have a, a lot of depth on their team. Now, obviously, that was with Stephen Adams for a lot of that, so that's a big loss. You don't have Brandon Clark there. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to play game two. I'd be shocked. I do think he will try to give it a go game three because it's not until Saturday. I think it's best to give him the extra rest to uh, let it heal up a little bit more. And then not to mention, they do have the best backup point guard in the league in Tyus Jones. Jones yep. Like Tyus Jones is a starting point guard for a lot of teams in the NBA yep. right now. So they're still capable of winning tomorrow without Ja. Now I'm not predicting mm -hmm. that. I think the Lakers do go up 2-0. I think they understand uh, the magnitude of trying to put their foot on the throat, going up 2-0, coming back to LA. 
you just win one of those games, which you should, then you're up 3-1. At that point, the series is pretty much over with. So they win tomorrow. I, I do feel like they have a stranglehold on the series. But I'm not going to say it's over because, like I've said, Memphis has shown time and time again they can win games without Jaw. And Tyus Jones is no slouch. I just don't see – I don't see – nobody can stop AD like with, like with the Grizzlies. AD can stop AD. He, he's the only person that can stop him. Yeah, we, we, we've stop had that himself. conversation. <laughs> but we've had that conversation a few times, and we, uh, you know, I tell him all the time. We, me and Mark always say, like, you know, once AD is locked in, can't nobody stop him. You know what I mean? No, he's, but... he's clearly arguably the best player on the court when, you know what I mean, but besides being next to LeBron James. You can't do nothing with them. You know, uh, my personal opinion, of course, no, the series isn't over. Memphis is a good team. They're the second seed for a reason. Um, I feel like that we're just locked in that we'd like Darvin Ham said after the game, you know, stay humble. You know what I mean? We just didn't come here for one game. Stay locked in. You know what I'm saying? Like one game doesn't tell, tell the story of a series because you can win one game and not win a game for the rest yep. of the series. You know, and honestly, I didn't have us winning game one. I knew we could win game one or two. But I thought, you know, game one was probably going to be our fill-out game to see how they was going to play us and how we could adjust, and then we'll still game two. But like Mark said, I feel like us winning game one will put us in a position to say, all right, we need to put our foots on there next so we can get their series, kind of push the series and get it over because we got an older team with LeBron and AD, and you can see that rest helps our team out. Y'all have a retirement home. Yeah, we do. We're pretty old <laughs> over there. We got, we got a 40-year-old superstar. Hey, Actually, look, he's still great. I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything from him. But y'all have an old team. Yeah, we uh, not not really because I look at the moves that y'all made during the trade trade deadline. You get Malik Beasley, even though he's not getting a whole lot of playing time like he did when he first got there. You look at our uh, Rui. We haven't seen Obama in a long time. At least maybe we have. I just haven't seen him enough. Um, but just to see the mergers of Anthony Davis has been tremendous in this series. Actually, I want to go on you. I want to go uh, your direction on this one. Uh, you're a Paul George fan. He's with the Clippers. Right now, the Clippers have a one-on lead. They played uh, They played the Suns later tonight. Um, just don't hype. Like, what have you seen in that series, like, off of game one? And what you, and what could you possibly see, uh, like, later tonight with the Suns and with the Suns and Clippers? Um, I, okay, so did I see game one? Did I watch game one? I think I watched game one. Russell was. What is this? What was game one? Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was home. Was I yeah, I think I was home. Listen, I'm traveling this weekend, so I had to remind myself. Understood. I know yeah. I watched because I remember seeing Russ hustle like that. And and that that is going to bring me to Russell Westbrook. Listen, while Paul George is out, um, I I, I am inclined to say not in terms of what he can give you offensively, but just the overall concerted effort, this probably goes as far as Russ go. Like, Kawhi is dope, yes. Kawhi's going to get his, yeah. Kawhi's going to get his, that's fine. But you need somebody that's going to playmate. Uh, You're going to need somebody that's going to hustle like Russ did. You need somebody that, I mean, when Russ get in his bag, he can, he can, his court vision is like that. He can, you know, dish out dimes. We've seen him do that. Um, and, and we honestly saw down the stretch of the first game, him literally lock in. And I think he created what three extra possessions at the end yeah. of that game. Yeah, like yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Um, especially how close the game was. So, um, just to throw a little betting in there, that spread right now is plus eight. Um, the Clippers plus eight. I absolutely hate that. I, I, I do not believe that if the Clippers lose this game, they're going to lose by eight points. Um, I think they're going to keep it close, but that, Again, it's a lot riding on Russ because Kawhi's going to get his. 
I was happy to see that they grinded it out. Um, they're obviously the the better team as a collective with the bench and you know everybody at like kind of talent for talent at each position. Obviously, Devin Booker and KD, we know what that is, but. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised at what I saw, especially since it was on the road. Stealing one on the road was a big deal. So um, I don't think they do it again tonight, though. All right, real quick, real quick, because I, I want to make sure that we have enough time to talk to Drake yeah, and ask you a question. We've got to be able to keep moving. So I'm going to ask you this. Right now, who do y'all got going into going to the finals? Who y'all got winning the West? Who y'all got winning the West? Who y'all got winning the East? It's Bucks um, for me in the East. Okay. I got I got the Bucks versus the Lakers in the finals. Maybe. Got the Bucks in, in the finals. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. Like, uh, right now, I ain't Memphis. giving my West yet. I ain't giving my West yet. No, Celtics Kings. That's, that's going to be mine. Celtics Kings. Oh, you know, Celtics. You got the Kings. You got the Kings. Celtics and I got the Kings. You're in the moment, Garrett. I think you're in the moment, bro. I ain't gonna I can't, lie. I can't, hey, go we'll that, I can't go that far, man. If the Lakers like, and the Kings play each other, AD's going to have a field day. That's hey, what we we'll think. We'll see. And they got to go through Memphis first. Well, oh, well, hold on. De'Aaron Fox has been has been making um has been making a whole lot of noise against the Lakers. He loves playing against the Lakers. Yeah, I, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got Clippers. I got Clippers butts, but that has to be with Paul George. He has to be playing. All right, that. let's transition. Let's get the football, man. Yo, let's talk. All right, let's so the NFL the, the NFL draft is coming up. The Romano audience, heavy Niners fan, don't like you. Uh, Gunnels, cha- Super Bowl champion Chiefs, credit to you. Ashley, that other team in the background, you already know, you already I see it. it. So, the given the draft, stars. given the draft order, we're gonna try to make this quick. Uh, the draft order, we we already know who the top ten are. Based off the top ten order, who do y'all see right now as the best player in this upcoming draft? Mm. Top ten. Uh, yeah. Top ten best yeah, player. Top, yeah, but best player right now. Before before it goes into order, before the draft start. Who, who right now, who is y'all's best player in this upcoming draft? Anderson, I, I know, Jalen, you and I agree on this. Anderson Jr. is the best player in the draft. I think the dude with the most potential is my dude out of Florida, but he is so unbelievably raw. It's not, he he needs to. I love, look, here's the thing. I love the Terminator. I got Bryce Young. I'm I don't going think Bryce, Bryce is the best, and that's I'm no disrespect with Bryce. Bryce. I love Bryce, 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 Bryce Young. I don't think he's the best. I'm going Bryce Young. I don't think he's the best. I'm going to go Anderson. Here's, here's my thing. Now, you, you said top 10, but it's yeah. a player that's going to fall past the top 10 that could arguably be better than the people that's in the top 10, Ooh, which, is B, which is B. John Robinson. Oh, I'll, give I'll, I'll give me Bijan. Bijan is going to be good. Say Will Levis. No, oh, <laughs> don't. That man put that man puts mayonnaise in his coffee. He needs the mayonnaise no. to peel on. He deserves but, all kinds of hate. And then he also plays for Kentucky, which is a different argument right. for another. Why yeah. you got Bijan? But if in the top ten, I would go with Bryce Young, Jalen. I'll, I'll lean towards Bryce Young. Why you got Bijan? Bijan because Bijan is every. He's an electric back. He's an every down back. Oh, he's he can a do stud. everything. He could do everything you need him to do, and he could get 20, 30 carries a game and win you a game. He got the explosive speed. He could, yards after you saw yards after contact. He, he don't go down. So like, and he has the. If somebody really needed a running back, like desperately needed a running back, he would go in the top first ten picks. That's right the now, only reason why he's not going in the first ten. Sa- picks. They the don't need a running Saquon back. Saquon Barkley type back that I have hey, seen since Saquon. You Absolutely. mentioned Bijan going out of the top ten. Miss Ashley Baker, would you mind having Bijan on your team? Like, help him stay in the state? Um, 
Yeah, if he falls at 26 where Dallas is, we got to take him. He um, won't make it past Dallas. Yeah, yeah. He. Oh, no, not at all. No, he won't make it past Dallas. There's talks of him going to New England, which I don't believe in the slightest. All right, let me go one by one on this one. So, Heavy, you're the Niners fan. Y'all made it to the NFC Championship game. We all know what happened. You lost Brock Purdy. You didn't have another quarterback to go along with that. Brock Purdy's going into this year. He's going with an MCL. He's going to repairing off the MCL. Reports say he won't be back until around maybe week six, week seven, around that time. You still got Trey Lance. The jury's still out on him. You let um, you finally let Jimmy Garoppolo go. And I remember all those all the Twitter spaces, Sports at the Dark episodes on how you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo along with the other Niners fans so let me ask you this in this draft going into the season what kind of moves can y'all make to try to get y'all over the hump because you've always had the talent you're loaded most likely you're gonna fight to win the keep the division title i'm saying fight because my seahawks ain't going nowhere we're gonna continue to compete we're gonna stack up weapons and we're gonna find a way to take down y'all boys and set uh, set a clear that poor baby that poor baby but but y'all are still loaded. You still got Nick Bolson in the crew. So what what y'all got to do this offseason? Like, what y'all got to do this offseason to try to get over the hump? My biggest issue has been quarterback. Uh, it's been our Achilles heel in every game. Even my guy, Mark Gunnels, we lost the Super Bowl because our our quarterback. Uh, we lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship because of a quarterback. We lost to the Eagles in the NFC Championship because of a quarterback. quarterback. So quarterback has been our biggest issue. Uh, we do need to fill some needs at the right tackle position. Uh, I feel like we'll go after that. Uh, we do need to fill things on the offensive line. I like Drew Scruggs coming out of Penn State. I feel like I love him at the center position. Uh, he can move into guard if we need him to. I like Will McDonald out of Iowa State. We need another pass rusher on the side of Nick Bosa. Because in the playoffs, no, don't. we do need a pass rusher, man. Nick Bosa, no, he's rushing on the edge. We ain't had nobody getting over. Shout out you to got to for USC. You have the most disgusting defensive line in the NFL no, right now. I mean, listen, man, in the playoffs, Shout out to us getting Javon Hargrave, but we need another edge rusher that can meet Nick Bosa on the other USA. side. Heavy want everybody on the on the 49ers. He What's want wrong he's with greedy. That? They're greedy. They're greedy What's against San Francisco. He's like, hell with Nick and Joey Bosa. I want and Dominican Sue. We already hey. got the linebackers. I need hey, Jalen Ramsey. Man. I need y'all gotta understand, Garrett and Jalen. I watched us lose two Super Bowls, bro. I'm tired of being okay, heartbroken. We okay. it's it's clearly we can get to the NFC championship. That's clear, but we it's time for us to win one, man. It's time. It's the, so, it's the Kyle Shanahan curse. Mark, hold on one second. I'm gonna get so to Shanahan you later. Is... I'm gonna get to you later. We're gonna get to you later, Miss Ashley. I mean, he the champ. You gotta let the champ go last. He the champ. I, yeah, that's why I said I'm letting him go later. So, <laughs> hey, you're welcome for that fumble, Mark. So, <laughs> Ashley, what are you gonna be looking forward to your draft? Which you know your your squad. Well, Dallas did uh, uncharacteristically did very well in this offseason so far. I know. Don't hate. He really listening for real, for real. So, uh, <laughs> I know like he's, he's, like, he's sitting so there like I'm waiting, I'm waiting for a mix up. Dallas. So we did really good. So now because we did so good, it's really not the draft is not of a present issue, even though we draft very well every year. Anyway, we do. Yeah. And your owner always leads on the draft rather than free agency. Even yeah, though y'all make yeah. some good so moves, I give you my, owner, my owner don't be, he don't make no calls. He ain't been making calls for the last five, six years in the draft. That's all his son, right? So, obviously, like you said, if B. John is sitting at 26, I would love him. As I've done further research, though, I don't think that Dallas is going to go running back. I know a lot of us want, want them to go tight end as well. I think we're going to go, I think we're going to go guard. I'm looking at Steve Avila out of TCU. Um, he got a good type. Yeah, I looked, good at, I looked at some of his film. Um, big body guy. He's really good. 
Um, we need a guard, man. I, I looked at our depth chart and I don't even know. How old is Zach Martin? Well, no, Zach Martin is our right. We need a left. We need we need somebody at the left. Zach Martin's good. Let him do his thing. He's gonna do him. Right. We need somebody on that 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 offensive line, man. Um, you know, we we don't have McGovern. We lost some folks. Is it McGovern we lost? Yeah, I think McGovern walked. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we need some you folks. Don't believe in Tyler Smith. Tyler is cool, but you know, he's at tackle. He's at left tackle. Um yeah. perhaps he stays there. Maybe they switch him, switch Tyron back and put Tyler on the other side. Tyler was in that slot because Tyron was out for all season. So I'm I'm interested to see where they'll go. Either way, there's a couple of people that they can plug and play in different places. Steve, uh Steve Avila. Um, I think he'll um He's ready. He's like game ready, you know, and Dallas is really good at coaching up their players anyway. They did a great job with Tyler Smith. I had, Nobody knew who he was. When I'll, he give you great, I'll give y'all. I'll give y'all he, had a great, he, he had a great season. So guard, if we don't get him and Bijan is still on the board, Bijan, Bijan, Robinson, me. And I would not mind Drew Sanders either on defense. Well, and the thing, too, is this is a deep draft for running back and offensive line, too. You can get somebody in the second round who can still be a plug-and-play guy. I think Deuce Vaughn is going to be the steal of the draft. I don't care how short he is. I don't care anything. It, dude the, running back from T- the running back from Kansas State. Dude can ball. Yeah, he's like I don't that. care. He's like that. Garrett, who, who, I like who, who, Jameer Gibbs. Who, I like Jameer Gibbs, too, from Alabama. I like Jameer. I, I, yeah, I like yeah there, there's that smile, Jalen. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, but, Garrett, Garrett, go ahead. Uh, like, What you want your jazz, um, jazz to focus on? We need O-line and we need uh defensive back. That's really it. I mean, we're set at quarterback. We got Sunshine himself. Um, we have ETN at running back and Snoop Connors will be fine. We have a stacked wide receiver core. And for the people who think that Calvin Ridley took a step back, he took a year off and he st- his best season of his career, he did with a broken foot. And he did it with Matt Ryan. And he did it with Matt Ryan. Uh, Mr. I am elite Matt Ryan. We've got the, the most mid quarterback uh, you Jalen we talk about all the time with Hall of Fame and Hall of Game he is 100% Hall of Game he is not Hall of Fame but he'll get in there based on stats alone but yeah. we need defensive back and we need offensive line I think we'll take O-line of the first round defensive back in the second round all right I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm let like I said we gotta let the Super Bowl champion go last so I'm gonna give mine my Seahawks for me we got two first we got two first round picks we got number five <laughs> Oh, I got Tylen. I got Tylen on in here if you need some. Also, I got Robert Tussin as well. Uh, cool. <laughs> all right, but um, I, I don't know. Number five is gonna be interesting to me because like there's a bunch of routes that we went. So I'm gonna give y'all my I'm gonna give y'all my opinion on this one. A lot of my drafts have said that we got um, Jalen Carter out of Georgia that we should get him. That's the easy. That's the easy. Please pick. don't. Um, I I, I kind of I want I I want to I want to get they him. get Jalen Carter y'all get Jalen Carter I'm gonna be sick bro like he, y'all be fine y'all be fine you, you know y'all, who you need because if stop you don't being, take him you're gonna be dumb here's 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 where I and I talked to Garrett on, on our few shows like so y'all can go back and look at this I said I wouldn't mind for us to get Anthony Richardson let it's me explain the perfect fit let me explain why when we got DK Metcalf what was the main topic about a lot of scouts and a lot of GMs he couldn't run routes he was wrong. Big body, big size. Had a whole bunch of talent. Tremendous, um, tremendous combine. Tape wasn't always there. What did he do? He goes. He goes to Seattle with Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll develops him. Next thing you know, he breaks the record for most receiving yards um, by a rookie in their first in their first playoff game. 
Then you take in Earl Tom, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor was once a quarterback before he switched to safety back when he was Virginia Tech. Next thing you know, he's one of the best hard hitting safeties in the game. Earl Thomas, uh, Earl Thomas, we already know what he was before he left to Baltimore and ended up becoming an all pro, uh, all pro safety into an all pro fullback. Thank you, Derek Henry. Uh, Richard Sherman, we already know what he was. Long, lanky, wasn't the best. Came to Seattle, got developed by Pete Carroll and the coaching staff, ended up being one of the best on cornerbacks in the game. We take it Anthony Richardson, who is raw, flat out raw. He sits behind Geno Smith for about maybe one, maybe two or three years. Learns the system, learns the game. We've seen young stud quarterbacks sit a year behind guys that are not necessarily the best at their position, but they know the game. Guys like that, like Anthony Richardson, need to know the game. He has the, all the attributes and the abilities, but he needs time to develop. The best place for him to go is Seattle. I wouldn't mind taking him at five. But if you're a franchise that's desperate to get a quarterback, you don't want to you don't want to get a Richardson who is not ready yet. Both in the mental aspect, yeah, he's physically already there, but not there there. If you know what I mean. Real so quick, I go ahead. So I would t- I would like to take him. Of course, I would take Jalen Carter uh, for a multitude of reasons. We need to load up on our D-line as well. You see what San Francisco's been doing in the division for years. They've been stacking up on the D-line. It's only a matter of time. And we haven't had an elite pass rusher since the Legion of Boom, Cliff Averill, and Michael Bennett. So we got to find a way to fix that. But uh, if we weren't getting him, if we're not going to get him, I wouldn't mind taking Anthony Richardson. Because when you have two first-round draft picks and one of them being high, you can risk, you can risk uh, like getting talent and then getting a need with the other first-round pick. I was going to say, I think that Anthony Richardson, I think he would – I wouldn't be – I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing him at one with Carolina. And the only reason why I say that is because he, he wouldn't be able to sit behind anybody per se, but he – if if there's any division that's going to grab him – I'll give you that. It could, it could be the NFC South because reach for he sure. could, he, you could insert him on the Carolina Panthers and they have a legitimate chance of winning the division this year because the NFC South is so bad. Yeah, that kind of allows like hands on. But I do like the idea of him kind of sitting all the great set. Mahomes had to sit. Brady had to sit. Rogers had to sit. You yeah. know, uh, folks had to, you know, folks had to sit, you know, to yep. become great. So I like the idea of him sitting. But if, if the Panthers pick him up, I just don't feel like that that's a bad move because you can develop him for the next three or four seasons and still have a chance at winning a division because it's trash. I, all right. I think, I think this is the best move for Seattle. Did. Talk to me. Crazy part, real quick, Jalen. I actually had a conversation on the side, and I said I could see Anthony, I mean, AR going to the Seahawks, and I said that would be a perfect spot for him. Even though Y'all I don't at like five? They're at six. I mean, might not maybe at five. We got, got number five, and picks. we got two, and we got twenty. We got two first round picks, so right. they can spend one of them. But I definitely, you know, honestly, on on the football side, I definitely say Anthony Anthony Richardson would definitely be a good fit in Seattle. All right, you guys now, aren't going to have a top ten pick again for a long time, God willing. And Ooh. Denver won't either. Oh, Seattle. Oh, you won't have a top oh, no. 10 pick again for a while. This Geno yeah, Smith has three, four years left max. This is the perfect time to draft the heir apparent. And Geno's already come out and said, ah. I don't mind teaching for three years. I mean, Geno knows he's got three, four years left. This is yeah. the perfect time. If, they're if taking a quarterback. If we don't take Richardson, I don't want mind getting Henry Hooker out of Tennessee. That's just me. They're, they're taking right. a quarterback for sure. But that, right. so, I want to touch right. on one so, thing before we get into our question. No, Mark got to Mark got to go. Oh, Mark, I'm so sorry, Mark. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Super Bowl champion. Uh, what two? What, wait, two in the last I five years? Wait till I get this kind of attention next season. Y'all say that every year. <laughs> wait, hold on. Hey, hey, wait, might, I can't wait till we, I go on shows and they be like Super Bowl champion. Wait, we wait. We must be in Ashley's dream or something. Somebody like put some. <laughs> coming, it's coming. Right. Mark, right, Mar, you got Patrick Mahomes. You got Travis Kelsey. You still got Andy Reid for a long time. Y'all are the y'all are the, y'all are the cream of the crop once again. You won a championship. So going into this draft, what all do y'all what all do y'all need? Because you got Mahomes. So our three biggest needs right now. I'm looking at wide receiver another offensive tackle, particularly a right tackle, because we took your guy, Garrett, and we're making him a left tackle in Jawan Taylor. Hey, look, it's not hey, good luck. Good. good luck. I tell Jalen and I talk about this all the time. As much as I love Jawan, I will never, and I hate to see him go, I will never fault someone for chasing that bag, ever. If you are guaranteed life-changing money, go get it. Yeah, we're paying him left tackle money, so he's going to play left tackle for us, and I think it's an upgrade over Orlando Brown because he's way more athletic. He and is. with the way our offenses ran, we need an athletic tackle, not somebody that's just a big bruiser. So, so I think it's going to fit better for our system having him in left tackle over Orlando. But um, we need a we need a right tackle. We have a couple guys like Lucas Niang. He was hurt last year. He's going to fight for that position. But we got to draft somebody to have an open competition for right tackle in training camp. So offensive tackle, especially right tackle. Looking at wide receiver and then another edge rusher. Who's a receiver that you want to get if you had to choose? So they don't need the, it. Here's the thing. They don't need <laughs> we, it. We have homes. a chance to go after. We, if we don't get DeAndre Hopkins, which I think is very realistic still, is, is we have so many draft. We have 10 draft picks amongst the league, amongst the top in the league. So we have a lot of draft capital. So we could make that move for D Hop if we want to. Sorry, Ashley. Uh, but if we don't get DeAndre Hopkins, then at that point, I want to get a receiver in the first round. And like I said, we have a lot of picks to where if we really want somebody, we can trade up to get that guy. Like a so, JSN, so JSN who or Jordan who, Addison? Okay, I'll go. Oh, you wait, you would take Jordan number one? No, I would take JSN if we could trade up. Thank you. Exactly. I, I would take. I would take I'm not I would sold take on. I'm not sold on Quentin Johnson at a TCU. Me either. I'm not. Yeah, I, got some, either, I got some. I would take him at 31, but I wouldn't trade up to get him. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Now, I, if you I'm get not, him at 31, absolutely, Mark. Absolutely. I'm not sold on him. I, I think Zay Flowers is better. I think Quentin Johnson benefits a lot from the size, but if you look at a lot of it's a scent we talk about all the time. Look at the tape. Yep. Pro yeah. date. Pro days don't matter. The tape never pro lies. Dumb. Tape doesn't lie. And while he did ball out at tape, you look at plays where he doesn't really fight through coverage. A lot of his he does a lot of body catches. He honestly he reminds me a lot of Malcolm Floyd from Notre Dame. I was about to say Kelvin Benjamin. I'll, mm, I'll give you Kelvin Benjamin. I'll give you Kelvin Benjamin. He reminds hey, me a lot of. He has better yak ability though than those guys. Yeah, he do. He does. He do. But yeah, we, let's wrap it up because we're running a little bit over. But I mean, we knew we would anyways. Um, we got two questions for you. One, yeah. I want to get into one thing because I we again we touched on earlier. Jalen hurts his contract, and I, I, I want to shine a light on a couple things that. before we get into this. So he is now the highest paid player in the league, but have y'all seen the breakdown of his contract yet? Very team friendly. It's yeah. remarkably team friendly. So for those who yeah. haven't, he's getting shout six out to million. Nicole Lynn. Mm, shout out to his whole team. He's got six million 2023, 13.5, 2024,21.8. I'm rounding up a little bit. 21.8 in 2025 and 31.8 in 2020, uh, 2026. It's super team friendly. It's allowing the vets to be paid. 
And people are like, oh, he's the highest paid player in the lead. He's, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, but he's also earned it. This is the next, you know, Kurt Warner, you know, movie story. Like this dude has a Hollywood story. It's 100% going to happen. I mean, a dude balled out. But the one thing I want to draw attention to as well, before we get into whether he, we think he's earned it or not, I want to go back to the NFC East team. I want to talk about the Daniel Jones contract, and I will never call him by his nickname until he's earned it. I will call you by your name. I I can't call him by. You earn a nickname. You don't earn. You're not just given one. You have to earn your nickname. But he is Garoppolo. mm -hmm. It's look. He's making twenty one million, forty five million, thirty nine million, fifty six million. And he has not thrown for more touchdowns than games he started in his entire career. I don't think he's thrown for more yards than the contract that he received. It's ridiculous. So when you compare those two contracts and you look at all the other quarterbacks, only we've, I got into it with somebody earlier uh, when we were talking again, back to Twitter beef, we were talking about Jalen hurts and you're talking about other quarterbacks who are making 40 plus million a year or almost 50 million a year. Rogers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Deshaun Watson are all making over 49 million per year. And between the four or five of them, they only have two rings from 10 years ago. So there's a lot of these guys who are banking on old wins and old contracts who haven't earned it. So what do you, before I go down this rabbit hole any further, what do y'all think about the Jalen Hurst contract? I mean, because I'm in favor of it. I'll, I'll, I'll go first with this one. I'll make this one quick. because I mentioned this earlier. Um, I told him earlier that when it comes to contract signings and extensions, you most owners now are not going to pay you for what you've done. They're going to pay you for what you potentially can do. Right. With Jalen Hurts from what we've seen in past, like since he's entered into the league, he's got better and better and better and better at the position. One year, whether you can look at the stats or whether you can look at the way he plays, his game has gotten improved. Like he's gotten more better. Last season, we saw in the offseason, he worked on his passing. He worked on his technique. He went out and he went out to the lab to put in work. And it also helped that Howie Roseman is his GM and went and went and went to get him AJ Brown and Devontae Smith was all like it was all like already getting better. And then like Nick Sirianni's going into his second year as the head coach. They develop an offense that's built around him to be able to exploit that and on like, you know, punish other defenses and stuff. And we saw the effect of Jalen Hurts that uh it's not the offense, it's actually the quarterback. We saw that in the Super Bowl, and we saw and we saw it when he did not play against the Cowboys and on Christmas Eve on Christmas Eve. So we done seen that. So to see the improvement of Jalen Hurts improve, improve, and get better, he he earned the contract. Did not deserve it. He earned it because not what he's done is what he's about to do. Because he's gonna continue to get better. He's gonna continue to wreak havoc, havoc in his division. Sorry, not sorry, Ashley. And he's gonna keep wreaking havoc in that in the NFC that I have to deal with and that Heavy's gonna have to deal with. All yeah. Right. Heavy, yeah. Y'all go ahead. I think he definitely earned it. Um, like you mentioned, you're paying for what he's going to do moving forward, not what he did really necessarily in the past. It's a combination of both, obviously. But the fact that they got out in front of it, I think they learned a lot. I think a lot of teams are going to learn their lesson from what the Ravens didn't do. You know, they got out in front of it early. And this deal looked like a bargain in two or three years. You still got Burrow's going to get paid. You still got Herbert about to get paid. Your boy T-Law about to get paid next, next offseason. He's looking year. for a Patrick Mahomes 10-year contract. So, I'll take it. Yeah, so like while it looks like this big number now or whatever, in two or three years, it's going to be a bargain, just like Patrick Mahomes. They got his deal done at the right time, and now he's like, I think, the sixth highest paid quarterback, and he's only going to keep going further down that list as guys continue to get paid. He restructured too, which helped. Yeah, yeah. Ashley, what you think? Um, 
Well, he's in my division, so I know he is, but I don't, you know. No, listen, I'm I'm 50 50 on this, man. Um, I, I would like for it to go back to the old days where you needed more than just two seasons, two true seasons to get paid this kind of money. Listen, I understand that this is kind of what the market is demanding at this point. Um, thank you, Cleveland. I, you know, yeah. Um, but I, I, I still think that, um, and, and to be honest, Jalen kind of stabilized a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Kind of bought, bought it down just, just a tad or whatever. Um, when you talk about, uh, again, how friendly the deal is, um, I, I, for me, and this is probably why I'm not a GM, uh, I need to see how you make something out of nothing before I pay you that kind of money. But again, this is what the market demands. So it is what it is. I saw him with nothing and made nothing out of it. And then I saw him with everything in the world and did something with it. This is not the same Philadelphia team. It's not going to be the same team as last season. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's just not going to be that. Teams know how to play them now. Teams know how to play him. Team, you know what I'm saying? Again, yeah. they're, they're not. They're not. They don't have 100 of the same pieces. Um, but again, I'm, I'm never going to like trash a guy for getting his bread. Uh, I hear that the benefits in the NFL after you play ball are absolutely disgusting. So get your money while you can. I'm yep. all for that. Save up for um, so yep. it is what it is. Yeah. Or in another instance, make sure that you put all your um, put all your belongings and your savings into your mother's name. Oh my God! That... Yeah, something, something to that. <laughs> if you know, you know. Oh, that was amazing. Um, I'm, I'm the same way, you know, as everybody else. I definitely don't knock him for getting your money because get your money. You know what I'm saying? Like he he earned it. He earned it for sure. But I'm I'm like on the same fence as uh, Ashley. You know, um, he, when he was just him there, he didn't look too good. But you know, they put some weapons around him. And he progressed from it, and he made he made the best of the situation. So he earned his money, absolutely. Um, we are in a league now where there where people live in the moment. Heck, Jimmy Garoppolo got a, a high paid contract off five games. We gave him over a hundred and sixty million off five games. So we're dead off literally Jimmy, right after know, the trade deadline. You know what I'm saying? After the trade deadline, he played five games and got cashed out. So it's like that's where we at now. Um, I'm glad that it is team friendly because it doesn't put the Eagles in a position where they can't still make moves. They can still do things to keep the team competitive. Um, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see because, you know, once you get them contracts, there's a lot of pressure on you after that. Yep. You know what I mean? You didn't made it to a Super Bowl. They going to say, all right, we gave you 51 million. We got to see what you could do now, big dog. You got to be able to make sure you can stand on that contract that you just got. And it's a no trade clause, by the way. Yep. One one thing I want to give credit to as well that I feel like not a lot of people talk about, the backloaded contracts are pretty player friendly too because what that does is that protects you later on, especially if the money's guaranteed. Because if you get all the heavy contract up front, they can cut you, you know, in two years and pay you next to nothing. But now he's going to be in Philly for the long haul, even if he has bad seasons because they owe him $30 million <laughs> in 2026. Real, real quick. So going along with talking about Jalen Hurst's contract, I wanted to ask y'all this. How much of Jalen Hurts getting his deal done with the Eagles is going to affect uh, Lamar Jackson's contract situation? We'll let Mark answer that first. Yeah, let's say we'll swing that to Mark. Yeah, so I don't think it affects it that much. Uh, it may actually help because you look at the guaranteed money and what he got at signing. Based on what's been reported for Lamar Jackson, it's not that far off. Right. Uh, I think it's within the room of possibility to where now they can go back to the table and be like, hey, this guy went to the Super Bowl. I know you won MVP, but that was three years ago. You've been hurt the last two years. You didn't finish the last two seasons. 
you know, we're still willing to give you a similar deal despite all of that. So I, I think um, Lamar probably felt a little, you know, backstabbed maybe a little bit. And, you know, a lot of pride goes into these things when you're negotiating, especially when you don't have an agent. Uh, I think that's definitely a big You part are saving 10% to lose 20. And I don't understand it. Yeah. And, you know, shout to Jalen. He had an agent. They got it done. And now, Lamar, you're on the clock. It, the thing for me with Lamar's deal, too, like, I think he's been offered, but I think the thing that he helps his case as well, if you look at the numbers when Huntley was under center and you look at the numbers when Lamar's under center, they uh, Huntley averaged 14 points a game. Or their offense averaged 14 points a game when he was under center, which the fact that he got a, a Pro Bowl bid just uh, don't don't get me started. I was mad about it, but it's it is Pro what Bowl. it is. He had no business being at the Pro Bowl. I'll say it for you, bro. He had no business being at the Pro It is what it is. It, but I no mean, like, it is what it is. But, I mean, if you look at that and you look at how dynamic Lamar is as a player and when that offense goes, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. So I think he can hold him on that one. But we're definitely running a bit over time on this one. But Jay, we got time for one thing. We got, we got time, time for one question. It's time. It what is, is time. Our, so we ask everybody this question whenever we have a collab. The only one we didn't ask is Aaron. Aaron, you're getting asked next week uh, when you come on. That is happening. Um, is. So prepare yourself. Jalen, let's have it. What is All the right. question? All right, guys. So the question that we end this show off every time, and it's one of my favorites. Guys, is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> uh, that's, it, a, that's, it a, that's a tricky question right there. Because technically, if you're using a bun, you can make a bun. You could split it into two. But if you're using, you know what I mean, from the hood, using one slice of bread, that's not a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm going to lean towards, I'm going to say no. Okay. Okay. Mark, Before we get into this, sandwich. not a sandwich. That's two. Mark. It's a sandwich. It is a Thank sandwich. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That's it what is a sandwich. It is bread and substance in between bread, bread. And you can put you can put stuff on it like ketchup, relish, mustard. There's only one piece of bread that's folded. That's if, what if, I'm if, saying. If, okay, if it's right. not a sandwich, then what is it? It's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. No, it's a no, it, no, no. Here's what here's what I got. Here's what I got. Here's my case. All right, question. Since it's a bun and it's breaded and connected together and you fold it, it's those that make it a sandwich. All right, question. When you make a sandwich, it's two separate things that come together. Have you ever heard of conjoined twins? Yeah. Are they the same person? Is it one person or is it two? This is this very is, nasty yeah. work from you, Jalen. This is right, real. Like, this, this is, is very nasty work from you, Jalen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he took it there. I didn't. Here's the way I look at it. Yo. It is a, not a sandwich. A <laughs> sub. A Philly cheese. A pub sub. They all are not You can put toppings on top of pizza crust, and that don't make it no sense. Right, that don't, yeah. That's why you get another pizza to stack it on. This is very nasty. Not on duty. Not on duty. <laughs> hey, look, look. No. It, it's here's the way I look at it. All right, we got two. You, we got... you get, you get, you get bread, and you have substance between it. It doesn't have to be cut all the way through. A Philly cheesesteak can cut all the way through. That's still a sandwich. Any pub sub for my southeast people, you do not cut that bread all the way through. That is still a sandwich. It is a <laughs> the bread does not have to be cut through all the way. It is substance between two ends of bread. That's it's a dog. sandwich That's by definition. It's he a preaching sandwich. that gospel. You preaching that gospel? 
It's not hot dog. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. It's funny that y'all brought that up because that's for dinner tonight. Hot dog and French fries. That's what I'm making. Eating the got it. Having a sandwich, got it. Do you have a sandwich for dinner? Got it. Okay. Hey, leave it to the Lakers and Cowboys fans to think that a hot dog is not a sandwich. Hey man. Wait. Hey, hey, but Garrett, Garrett, go ahead and end this. Hey, let's get right into it, man. So first of all, I want to thank you guys for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we ran a little bit long, but it is what it is. Uh, everyone's going to have to live with it. So before we get into that, I want to let you guys, you know, plug whatever you want. Plug your show, plug your Twitter handles, plug whatever. We'll start with Ashley, go to Mark, then go to Heavy. So. Sure. Make sure that you guys, you. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Ashley Baker underscore 21. That's Instagram and TikTok as well. Um, also, you can tap into my podcast about nothing but sports. That's on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, where you find podcasts, where you can find that. That is the same thing for Sports After Dark. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on YouTube. And you can find it on Twitter. Um, sports, A Dark underscore, is the Twitter handle for the show. And while you're there, make sure that you tap in to the community as well. We're 1,600 strong in there, y'all. So it's great conversation, great talk. You'll love it there. Mark, what about you? Where can the people find you? Yeah, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark A. Gunnels. Uh, if you follow me on either one of those, you'll see all my links as far as I'm on Laker Nation. I give daily betting advice for every Laker game, player props, spread, over-unders, all that stuff. And I also write weekly articles for Arrowhead Pride, which is the most popular Chiefs website on the interweb. All right. Heavy work. the people find you, man? Uh, same with me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me at Young Heavy Twenty Four. Uh, that's basically how it is. How you see it up there, but just add the twenty four next to it. And um, my podcast will be actually starting after the NFL Draft, May first. No, so, no hit, like hit us up, hit us up. We'll be happy. Yeah, to definitely yeah. I'll let you know. It's gonna be called Let's Talk Heavy, so it'll be coming soon. There well, I am a big, I am a big dude running around three hundred two, so like I do fit the category. <laughs> <laughs> And as always, you can find us at TDS and Pod on Twitter. That's the best place to interact with us. You can also find us on Facebook at Two Dudes of Sports News. I'm going to be honest. If you respond to us on that, we're probably not going to respond back for a week. Not just a week. I check it. I check it every few days. Um, I do run our Twitter, so if you have any beef with anything we say, most likely on me. Um, don't come for Jalen. Usually, no, 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 I say come for me. Come for me. Come for me. I like. Usually, I'm saying I'm speaking for me. But I, I don't smoke, but I smoke meat. So, like, let's go. <laughs> hey, Garrett, us- I might come down to Jacksonville for that Chiefs game this year. Hey, there we go. But so we're going to find us at TDS and Pod on Twitter. Uh, before we get into it, too, we want to thank everyone for listening. We want to thank all the reviews, the comments, the retweets, the posts, all of it. We appreciate you. Um, if you like the show, tell everyone you know, tell your crazy loyal to the foil uncle, tell everybody you know, your friends, your best friend, people you haven't spoken to in three years, uh, message that old high school friend that you had instead of asking about herbal life ask about you know hey have you checked out this podcast yet have some fun with it we're on every platform you can imagine if you can't if you can't find us on one dm us and i'll get on there i'm not worried about that uh, if you want to shout out to and like i said if you loved it tell them what you know if you didn't love it that's fine you're not getting the 79 minutes of your life back um but let's not leave let's not get reviews into this i can't give you the time back none of us can but we appreciate you anyways also want to give a shout out to all the people who do retweet, like, and all that. And that's the best way to get a shout out on our show. Bit of a list, but we'll get there. First want to shout out Awesome with the Wrestling World Podcast. Our buddy Jim over at Fan of the Van, who has been active in the chat. I see you, man. Uh, Brent and Dave over 1420 Sports, uh, the BSing Sports Podcast. Aaron and JD over at Ruliana Sports Podcast. Nate's Daily Wager. Our boy Darian over at Chill Takes. 
Excited to get on with you in a week, man. Uh, Dave and John over at Love of the Playing Field, the We Like Sports podcast, Sports Betting with Jake and Scott, Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris, the Refiltered and the Stupid History Minute podcast, and then John over Wrestling Fans Insight. I got one more shout out. Shout out to the, uh, the soccer player, uh, Ashrif, Ashrif Hakim, uh, Hakimi, for pulling off the biggest hustle, the biggest finesse known to man. He gave people the blueprint on how to survive after a divorce. So oh, shout man. out to him. Uh, his birthday is now is a is now a half statewide holiday, according to a lot of people on TikTok. Also, yep. la- lastly, uh, once again, I want to thank the crew, the club owners. Three out of four. Shout out to G, uh, like G Lou or like C Lou that wasn't hey, able to C Lou that wasn't able to be here. But we're thankful to have the three club owners of Sports After the Dark. Uh, Sports Absolutely. After Dark. We appreciate y'all. We'll thank be looking y'all for-, for having us, man. We appreciate, appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah. appreciate you, bro. On. So, Garrett. All right. Well, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.